Can you say something about the dangers of being honest? Speaking your mind seems like a good thing, but I know sometimes people don't take it well. Yeah, so there's a challenge here, isn't there? Because on the surface, the the simple answer to this seems to be honesty, as they say, is the best policy. You know, so what, what could be wrong with a bit of honesty? However, where is the point where the honesty sometimes actually becomes harmful or even if it's well-intentioned, it just isn't received well and there can be problems with that. So trying to find that line can be a little bit uh, tricky. So one distinction we can start with immediately is that honesty or an attitude of truthfulness, which, yeah, of course, as a default, I think we are going to want, is not the same as then necessarily communicating that thing that you're aware of. So there is a difference there. And just because of the the sheer volume of information we're exposed to as human beings, we're going to need to filter anyway. We're always filtering. We're filtering what we put our attention on. If you're looking at this live or watching this video right now, there's plenty of other videos or streams you're not watching right now. That, that's just how attention works. We, we've got to disengage from certain things and prioritize and engage in something that hopefully is the more valuable choice for us in that moment. And that may change then in a different moment to something else we're going to focus on. So it's nice to recognize that we are already filtering to some degree anyway. So this is nothing to do with, with, with lying or with being truthful. It's just a question that we have a limited amount of resources and we place them in a certain area. So if you are interacting with another person and if there's something about them you notice, okay, that doesn't have to be the only aspect of them you notice. You may see a problem that they have, something bad or something you dislike about them, okay. But there probably are also many good things, other aspects of them that you can appreciate as well in that moment. So immediately, it's not as simple as, okay, we see the the bad thing and then we communicate the bad thing. We may see the, the bad thing, but not communicate it. We'll talk about that in a moment. But we may also see the bad thing, but also say, well, what other things are there as well, though? And let's maybe for balance, look at some of those things and recognize them. So doing that is is not being in any way dishonest. You could say it's dishonest either way. To ignore the good will be dishonest. To ignore the bad will be dishonest. We probably want a bit of a zoomed out view to be able to see everything that's on the table. But then to, to question in that moment how pertinent are any of those flaws or difficulties in that moment. And this is where the second step comes in, communication. So recognition is the first thing. Communication or our action based on the recognition is the second step. And is that a good idea? So we do want to get our facts straight because jumping to assumptions isn't good. So taking the moment to be a bit present, making sure that we're not too emotionally invested in it being a particular way, stepping back and seeing the wood for the trees and and recognizing what's happening is useful. Should we then call it out? Yeah, sometimes we should. If it's a situation where we are the appropriate person to call it out, we're likely to be effective in calling it out, then yes. Should we call it out if it hurts the other person's feelings? Well, sometimes we may have to uh, if if there's danger involved. You know, if if, if somebody lit a campfire 
and it started to spread and take down the forest, you're, you're probably going to want to draw their attention to that, even if they feel rather guilty or rather upset for the fact that they have done that. But you can see that one of the really important bits of this communication is that this then isn't coming from a place of being out to get the other person. There's a sense of a greater good which we're genuinely trying to achieve. Now, of course, any of these points can get controversial because, you know, one person can think that, you know, mocking another person is for the greater good because that person's just a nasty person and they want the world to know it. And the other person maybe doesn't think what they've done is actually wrong to begin with. So th these are the gray areas where it gets complicated. But th this doesn't change any, any of these ideas because we're still going to be statistically in a much better place if we're stepping back seeing the wood for the trees and actually looking truthfully at what's happening. And then we're questioning, okay, should I communicate? And by me communicating, is this in the best interest of the person, of me, of others, of the world or the environment you're in? And then if so, the follow on is, okay, then if I have kind of a license to communicate, what's the best way of communicating? Should I say it directly to the person? Maybe I actually need to say it to someone else who can kind of translate it to them because it's it's going to come from a better place if, if that other person hears it. So good relationships are part of this. And sometimes we're going to have such a poor relationship with another person that even if there is something that we really need to change, we're not really going to change if it comes from us just because of the history that's there. Sometimes we just need to own that and we need to communicate with other people instead and that's a better way of structuring it. Uh, the, other, the other thing as part of that relationship idea as well is kind of balancing feedback over time as well. Because, you know, if you're always just shouting out problems the whole time, realistically, the other person is going to get desensitized to you, even if you're right, by the way. You know, even if this person is just constantly causing problem after problem, you, you, they're just going to assume, I suppose, a negativity. And for some people, that leads them to shut down and be less receptive. So there's different strategies. One communication strategy that's sometimes used in leadership training is what's called a compliment sandwich. So it, it's something along the lines of, hey, Bob, I've noticed you're really, really good at A. Really great to see that. Look, with B, any chance you could do a bit of work on that and improve it? But by the way, with C, you know, you're, you're great at that and really nice to see that. So that, that kind of a formula. Now, that might be a bit formulaic, but, you know, you can take the principle of that even if you don't literally use it uh, in, in that direct way. But the idea there of mixing in compliments is useful. And, you know, you, you could argue that one as well. And you could say, well, why does somebody need a compliment? Well, you know, is this an egotistical issue? Do they need to be validated? You know, surely if they're doing something wrong, you call them on that and you say, Bob, you're doing something wrong. Sarah, you know, you've messed up. Is that not fair enough? And sometimes you do have a relationship with them where that will almost be playful, even though the information is valid and somebody will take that okay. But it's all down to having that relationship and knowing that you do have that relationship if that's how you do communicate. But I think the reason for being able to give those compliments is actually less about stroking the ego, although that is needed. I mean, we have egos to some degree. We have to have a, a, a form of communication that takes that into account for the average person during a busy day. We can't just bypass that. But the reason why it's important, I think, is because very often what the compliments are are a demonstration of caring. 
They're a kind of a mark of goodwill that you are genuinely somebody who wishes well for the other person. And that is a critical part of communication anyway, but it's an especially more critical part of communication if it's critical communication. If you're trying to be honest and, and draw somebody's attention to something and if you actually want or expect change to happen. So you don't necessarily need to say it in so many words, but I think we want your tone of voice, your track record, your history with this person, and the constructive way in which you're speaking to essentially say you are really, really capable and able and giving you this feedback in the spirit of making sure that you can really function at your very best. You know, that's the kind of the tone or the mode that we want to come from. Uh, now, it's not always, as I say, going to be possible for you to say that and for it to come across in a meaningful and authentic way. Sometimes you have history with the person. It just doesn't work. It's like, you know, even in interrogations, police interrogations, the old good cop, bad cop strategy. There's a reason why they have two cops doing that. <laughs> Because if you're the really harsh interrogator and then suddenly you're really nice and you keep switching, that's rather unsettling for the person being interrogated. It doesn't really work as a strategy. It's because we do uh, project and we form a kind of a concept of a person. And, and again, sometimes that history just gets in the way. And th this is true even of positive relationships. It can be rather hard sometimes for somebody to be maybe your employer and your best friend and your mother and several other roles. It, it, you know, it's not that any of these are right or wrong. They could all be very positive relationships, but they're just different modes or different dynamics. So they could be kind of hard to bridge. So what to speak of if you're trying to give criticism to a person and there's history there that can be a bit of an issue, you still may need to do it. And still, you'll probably do well to have that sense of respect as much as is possible. But sometimes it may be necessary to get other people involved. But it's a, it's a great topic area and that idea of being honest is definitely important. Uh, but think of honesty, think of a genuine awareness of what's going on, then think of whether communication is appropriate and helpful, and then maybe think of how that can best be achieved. So if you're being reflective in that way, that's probably going to get you a lot further than not. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf, or on JFL.com.